on today's episode of Bucked Up. I want to prove to myself that I'm as good as any of these motherfuckers that ever come through here. But I don't care what era, what, I'm good as anybody that ever come through this shit based on doing this. And I want to prove that shit to me. I mean, no matter how long it takes. The, the amount of time it takes matters, but it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like I like Westside just because he's a visionary. Like he just he yeah. he stuck to a certain vision and never like swayed from the path. You know what I mean? Yeah, he just real. He's super duper confident, man. So you know, people people gravitate to that type of shit. Do you mind doing one thing for me? I'm sorry to ask you. Do you mind seeing if my head's cut off in the frame on the camera? I'm sorry. I love pulling up solo to places because, like, I don't want to be Extra. on anyone's time, especially, like, pulling up to someone's place. I don't want to, like, yeah. be six people rolling deep. You don't know who they are. It's like, a, but for shit like this, I'm always mad because, like, I'll record episodes, I'll be high, and I'll be, like, Alright, cool. I'll be like half my face, like my Love the Genius interview, like half my face is cut out of the fucking Crazy. camera. <laughs> but that confidence shit is real. You kind of have to Hell have yeah, you have to. In this era, everybody's trying to be the same thing. Yeah. You have to have a vision. Uh, on some like wrestler shit, but not wrestler shit. On some like real shit. Yeah. Like you have to create the character that is you. You know, mm -hmm. like you can't be fake, but you have to believe in it more than anything. Yeah, you got to be willing to, you know what I'm saying, go all the way with who you say you are, whatever that is. Yeah. You saying you were doing the that style for 10 years before, you know, it's like you could have switched up early, but like. Nah, yeah, I ain't know. never really, I don't feel like I ever switched up my style. I just feel like, you know what I'm saying, my, uh, my music is always going to reflect what I'm going through current day or what I feel like, what I believe current day. And that ain't always going to be the same thing. I mean, I will hope. But can't you tell when someone's making shit not, that's not themselves? Of course you could. In my opinion, yeah, hell yeah, you could. You know what I'm saying? But that's why I feel like a lot of rappers bumping, they get into that phase where it's like, all right, nigga, now what? Yeah. I know that ain't your life no more. Now what? You telling me this is your lifestyle? You rich? You famous? You live in a gated community? This, that, and the other? You telling me this is still it? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, I try to just always keep it true to what I'm actually going through. Who do you think has evolved the best? Like, who's the best, like, uh... Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. Because when you look at it, you know what I'm saying? It's about, from reasonable to now... It's it's a constant evolution. It's it's reasonable. It's the streets. It's the hustling shit. You get what I'm saying? Volume one is like stepping into the fame and lucky me and everybody's jealous of me. Chicks want to sue me because I brushed against their titties. <laughs> Fast forward to, you know what I'm saying? We talking about art and, you know, it's just constant evolution. His life with it. I mean, his kids. Everybody looking at him funny because he's evolving or he elevating and he don't got the same mindset. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it's just. And that his past does keep him up. Like him thinking about his, like. Yeah. That's, that's the whole lot. point. It's a lot, man. It's you a know? lot. It's a lot, man. It's hard. I think that's where imposter. Do you get imposter syndrome? I haven't yet. I haven't yet. But I haven't been I haven't been catapulted into no space that's like, damn, how the fuck did I get here? And my mind, imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome is like, what, when you end up in a position, you don't feel like you deserve to be there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I ain't been catapulted into nothing like that yet. So anything I've done so far, I feel like I deserve to be there. Do you feel like you deserve more than you've gotten so far? Yeah, but I'm going to earn it. I'm going to earn it, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you... What you deserve, that's, uh, that's a concept that everybody got in their mind what they deserve, but all that matters is what you earn, what you get, what you negotiate. 
Do you think the random person, not the creative person who creates, but do you think the random person can tell when someone's lying about who they are? I don't know. Because it depends on where the random person come from. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, what is like where you come from? I come from like a small city. Like, it's a lot of crime. Yeah, a good amount of crime. But I was like, uh, I stayed inside type person, you know? So how would you be able to deduce whether, deduce whether my raps is real or not? You get what I'm saying? You, you, to say you a random person, respectfully, you a random person. How would you be able to listen to my raps and decide whether I'm telling the truth or not? You, you ain't lived through what I lived through. Right. But I feel like it does go deeper than that. Because I'm talking about when I was like a kid, like when I was growing up. Yeah. I was thrust into life like heavy. No, I'm asking you literally, oh, do how I do you decide do whether my raps is real or not? I think is it my energy. body language or is it the content? I think it's an energy thing. Yeah. I think it's like how you know if you get along with someone or not. Like, yeah. You know immediately if you're like, I ain't gonna, I don't really want to be. You think your energy is always right when you determine somebody's real or not? <laughs> No, but I think I can tell if that person has good energy or not. What good energy got to do with being authentic to what I say I am? You, you might be able to decide whether you think I got good energy or not, but what about when I say I shot this person and that person and sold this amount of drugs and beat this amount of cases and went to war with this amount of niggas and fucked this amount of bitches? You think you could look no, at me? No, I and, don't think I could tell, but I think at the end of the day, that's not what I'm talking about, about energy. I'm talking about someone who's serious about what they're doing, not yeah. the act. I'm talking about serious about their craft. Oh, yeah. So then I'm, we, we speaking to a craft. different thing. I'm, when you ask me that, I'm saying, I'm thinking you asking me, can a person listen to some shit and decide whether you authentic or not? I'm saying that they push like microwave music is mm. shit that's like fake but enjoyable quickly. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. But it takes longer. It takes Conway to be 40 years old on his 40th birthday is the day he releases his debut on a major label. Yeah. Like that shit's real. No matter if, okay, if I could go through bar for bar and be like, did this happen? Did this happen? Did yeah, that, that ain't what, that ain't what I'm here to do. That's not what I'm here to do either. But not, his story, it, for you bringing him up to say, I never knew how old he was or whatever, but... His story is relevant because there's other 40-year-old people that's trying to make it in life. Exactly. But he <laughs> stayed authentic and it might have taken longer. It wasn't yeah. microwave. It didn't blow up when he was 24. But that's going to give him and his family longevity. So that, that's, a, that's another question that I could speak to, right? I think people could see when you're doing something that ain't true to you. Mm. I think people... One thing I think people could see off the bat is when a rapper is reaching for a hit record. I feel like fans can see that immediately, and that's why it's so hard to make a hit, because people automatically be like, oh, he's trying to make a hit record with that. I don't know what it does to their to they subconscious, but they can see that shit off the bat. And, you know, Benny, for example, his fans would be like, oh, he's getting away from the Griselda sound. He's trying to go commercial, and it's like, what, what if he is? Yeah. What's, what the fuck is wrong with trying to succeed? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? But... You know, if I was to make a record tomorrow about, um, if I was to make a record tomorrow about my watch, just my watch, the entire song, my dime is dancing, ah, da, 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 my dime is dancing, ah, da, da, da. niggas would be like, show trying to, you yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, that uh -huh. ain't show. So, yeah, I feel like fans can identify that for sure. But then you have someone, yeah, you can go by, you can go by, no problem. Uh, but then you have, thank you for letting us use this space. Uh, but then you have someone like French, like I enjoy French's pop music. You know what I mean? Like I'm younger, so I enjoyed when he went, like I enjoyed the mac and cheese shit, but yeah. I enjoyed the pop shit. But some people like don't want to see someone win and grow. But that's the wild part about it because you know French is trying to make a hit mm -hmm. and you accept it. Yeah. Every time you hear French, you know he's trying to make a hit record, mm -hmm. and you accept that. Like this is what he's trying to do, whether he, whether it's a miss or not. You like, have to hit that certain level where it's like undeniable, I guess. Where it's like, all right, he's a, he's a pop star because he's so popular that he's gonna like, make a hit. like if you take the shit with French and Sway Lee. Mm -hmm. um, what was it called? Unforgettable. Yeah. 
You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You, come on, bro. You would never accept that shit from, I don't want to name names. You would never accept that I shit see. from this one or that one. But then Wes is on the Travis Scott record and no one talks shit. And I love that yeah, track. I love that record, That though. track's crazy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. When the, when, the, when the beat switched and he came in, I was yeah, like, sure as well. That was a great album. Yeah. I didn't listen to the whole album. I, that's the only song I heard so far, to be honest. Nah, that shit was fire. Yeah, I like Trav, but I ain't listen to that shit. Yeah, I don't listen to albums like when it's a hype around them shits like that. I feel like that should have swayed me into liking something. So, do you think it would pigeonhole you trying to make a hit though? No, not, not a song that's no, not no, real no, to no, you, no. Like, I don't, I don't have no problem trying to make a hit record because I'm willing to fail. But um, I feel like that's how a lot of hit records come about is when you work with people. Um, when you collab with motherfuckers who might know some shit you don't know or offer something you don't offer. So when you really look at a lot of hit records, it's collaboration. You know? yeah. And I don't mean ghostwriting or nothing like that, but it's just like Sway Lee bringing that shit to the table for French. Yeah. With the sound and the sonics and French just putting his rap verse on it. You know what I'm saying? Like French would have never been able to come up with that by himself. It's like you can tell when someone just bought a verse and they sent them the open verse. Yeah. You know? and, or you can tell when someone actually wanted to like make that song. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I, don't, I, don't, I think sometimes when it's blatant, you can see it, but I don't feel like you can always pick it up. I'm saying if the song's good enough, then someone's going to want to rap. Because we in the over. era now where like reference records be coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like Drunk in Love. You, you couldn't tell me Future wrote that record. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you said who wrote Drunk in Love and gave me a hundred guesses, I would have never been like Future. And a hundred tries. And and I don't feel like that record is a great example. I don't feel like that shit is not authentic to Beyonce or Jay-Z. No. I, so you don't listen to that record and be like, oh, Beyonce got a ghostwriter and they reaching. You like, yo, that's a good record. It's kind of like Rockstar with Joey Badass. Like, if Joey Badass released Rockstar by Post Malone, which he wrote, yeah. people would be like, you're not like a rock star. So he, so he gives it to Post Malone, who's a yeah, rock star, yeah. and that song blows the fuck up. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of people don't account for um, brand. Yeah. Like, we all brands. I got a brand. Joey Badass got a brand. Leaf Ward got a brand. Al B. Al got a brand. Everybody got a brand. Mm -hmm. So when you put out a record, is it, like, on brand or off brand? You get what I'm saying? And that's a, that's a big deal. Is it still part of the path that you're on? Or is it a completely different like thing that you jump to? What you mean? Like it has to work with the forward momentum that you're on. Or like backwards it, momentum. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> yeah. your momentum could be, uh, man, I'm on some bullshit. I don't give a fuck. I'm high. I'm drunk. Yeah. And people will buy into that if they see that from you. And they see you wilding the fuck out and unraveling and your music is like that. They'll accept it. Yeah. But that's like, that's how I feel. Like, I don't believe in like selling your soul to the devil in like an Illuminati way. I believe like actually he comes down, you cut your blood and shit. I believe like, oh, if I'm going to make money off being a bad person, like if I'm going to make money off being like, I'm going to be wild. I'm just going to be fucked up and be a raucous. I'm going to like smash shit and go on like on twitter and say horrible shit it's like that's kind of selling your soul in a way you know yeah like it's like being a troll like being <laughs> in a, a troll, way exactly like yeah. that's not a good way to live because people are going to hate you no matter what they're just going to remember you as that but you know some people that do whatever to have money so yeah but it, and it, it ain't even a shortage of them type of people there's a lot of them that'll mm -hmm. do whatever to have some money how do you feel about big teams of people as an artist gets bigger? Like having people ghostwrite. Having like, Kanye is like, he's just a composer to 30 people who are making the song. Yeah, you know? I just, that, that's why I said we in the era where you hear a lot of reference records. Like I just heard the reference verse for um, Pusha wrote for, uh, for Kanye on the song with Andre 3000. Mm -hmm. Andre 3000 was talking to his mother or whatsoever. And I would, I ain't no pusher wrote the verse, but you know, um, I got a record with Webby called Ghosts about rappers having ghostwriters and shit like that. But at the same time, it's bigger than me. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? My opinion You're about right. that That's don't funny. matter I that much. I forgot that you guys had the song yeah. literally about ghostwriters. Yeah, but my but I also know enough to know my opinion don't really matter that much about that. You get what I'm yeah. saying? People going to do whatever they want to do to to get the bag and ensure that their record is as good as it could be. And it probably been like that forever, to be honest with you. I grew up think I grew up like, all right, Biggie write his shit. Ho write his shit, Pot wrote his shit, and you know, having a ghostwriter back then was like a sin. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's a it's evolved a lot to the point where the culture is accessible to everybody. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Um, it ain't the rules. You know, they get eroded more and more and more to the point where it's like, I don't care who wrote the record. Is it good or is it not? You know what I'm saying? And I'm aware that that's where it's at today. It's crazy. So I was talking to like one of the top like scientists and AI, technology people and AI the mm. other day. And he also was like a big fan of music. And he goes, there's no, and I don't know how true this is. Mm-hmm. And I also don't know if I agree with this or not, but he was saying there's no, there's going to be like no producers or any studio music- musicians in 20 years. Because you can literally type in any sound you want and have a thousand Derringer beats sent to you. Or yeah, that's an alchemist beats just AI created. That's uh, and that's what the fucking- that's that's I don't believe that though because you still have to account for personality and story. The energy thing we were talking yeah. about before. When I hear this record, that's AI. Do I like it or not? Yeah, whatever. But and this is a deeper part of the conversation, right? Good music doesn't make people a fan of you. <laughs> mm. Good music makes people like your music. Making somebody a fan of you is an entirely different thing. So a song doesn't make you want to buy a meet and greet. A person does. A song doesn't make you want to buy a front row seat. A person does. A song don't make you want to buy merch. A person does. A song don't make you want to wait outside in Times Square in the cold. Post Malone does. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? These songs don't make people cry at this nigga concert. It's him up there talking to these people intimately about what he going through. That's what makes people a fan, a fanatic, a super fan. So what the fuck will AI do in that regard? <laughs> yeah. I, I You I, know, I, you might be able to sell some AI beats or something like that, but I don't see it being much more relevant than that. Yeah. And that's the authenticity. It's not exactly what the... That's what I mean by like, all right, I'm not talking about like exactly if they did this or they didn't do this, yeah. but it's the authenticity in the music. Do I get the vibe from you that you would do that mm-hmm. or that's what you're really about? Yeah. And I think I do bring that up as kind of a devil's advocate way. But as you see, like I want it to be as authentic as possible. Like if we were in a big studio with fucking lights and cameras, it's... It wouldn't be as a real of a conversation, I feel. Because you're thinking about the lights. You're thinking about the 30 people behind the camera. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not thinking maybe, about... Maybe, maybe, maybe not. There's people that I grew up with that, that could put up, like, like Angie. Mm-hmm. I grew up just seeing Angie consistently do the best interviews. And I always was like, how the fuck she get people to be so vulnerable and transparent? I don't know why or how to this day, but... Every time I, and it's not often, but it's like, it could be Cole, it could be Mace, it could be Jigga. She's just going to get a motherfucker to take the armor off and bare their soul. Pause. And yeah. it's, you know what I'm saying? And they, and they, and they well produced, they well lit. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think it's the person. But I get what you're saying too. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you strip it all down, let's just kick it. Exactly. Yeah. And... It is what you want. Like, that's what she wants. She yeah. wants... I think at the end of the day, people forget... Ah, this is so weird. This is like, to the people, like, people forget I'm a comedian. Yeah. So, like, to me, it's almost, like, funny that this is my setup. It's funny that, like, I get a ton of views with, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can have real conversations, like... It's cool, though, man, because I feel like everybody too, everybody too invested in aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that shit, people, I feel like people prioritize that more than real shit, like real substance. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying that. I don't want to watch no fucking get ready with you video. Nigga, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, all that bullshit, bro. I hate all that shit, bro. Like, 
I hate all that shit, bro. Yeah. Like, like I can see your outfit when you take a picture or a walk. Why do I need to see oh, your fucking yeah. clothes on my hangers as you put them on? Like, I can or, see you were at the concert. I don't need to see you being yeah. like, we're in the Uber on the concert. Oh, my God, bro. All that yeah. shit for me is just like, uh-huh. get it the fuck away, bro. Like, I don't need to know, like... You putting together your coffee and shit like Speaking that. Speaking about that, I don't like when people do break down. Like those documentaries about King Von and shit. That like, this he said this in this bar and then tweeted this. So it's like, what? Like you can listen to the music. You don't yeah. need to like snitch on someone's art. I feel like that shit's just. Yeah, I, I see why people do do it though, because they're intrigued by that type shit. You get what I'm saying? I, I grew up around that. I grew up not. around that type shit, so it don't intrigue me in the way it might intrigue somebody from suburbia or whatever. Yeah, that's a York, it's a UK dude who does it. A dude from England who makes the documentaries. Yeah, people be real. Uh, if if you ain't no boy story, it might be hard to believe when you listen to him and shit like that. But mm-hmm. like. When I first started getting wind of Vine, he was in an interview talking about murders he beat and shit like that. You yeah. get what I'm saying? So that's another one of them things where it's like um, your story and your narrative. It's certain parts of your real life story that can make people listen to your music differently. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's in an interview. I was locked up this year. I was charged with three murders. I beat him. I came home. Da 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 da. So now when I hear your music, I'm listening to it a certain way. Yeah. Versus everybody else saying they shot and killed a million niggas. It's like, ah, whatever. Wait, if you meet, like, I'll meet people and I'll like their music more after I met them. Like, more or less. You know, like, (laughs) sometimes I won't. More or less. For me, I guess, I don't make music, so I've... I have I've met some people who've moved weird, but yeah. more than not, most people have moved cooler. Yo, that's a wild. That's a wild. Um, that's a wild misconception about rap. I feel like it's this conception. It's this. It's this idea that most rappers is lying, and it's like, yo, I feel like more rappers is telling the truth, mm-hmm. and it's just this. Niggas might be lying about money and shit like that, but. As far as like hustling and having to risk it and poverty and struggle and this, that, and the other, we all got the same story, whether you from Memphis, New Orleans, Baltimore, Bridgeport, Hartford, Brooklyn, Detroit, whatever, niggas struggling, you know what I'm saying? Niggas fucked up. And when you in them type of conditions, you're going to try some shit, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's um, stealing cars, cutting catalytic converters, scamming, selling dope, robbing. Kicking niggas doors, you gonna try something to get out that condition or whatever, right? So when people just be like all these fronting ass rappers, it's like, man, we all got the same story. This episode is sponsored by Infused Productions. They are the best in cannabis products and events. Make sure to follow them online at Infused Productions. That's I N F U Z E D Productions, and check out what they have going on. Let's get back into it. More of these niggas is telling the truth than you imagine. And rappers is getting killed left and right. Yeah. Every time you look up. So is niggas fronting or not? (laughs) But you kind of have to put that air on for like legal purposes. It kind of has to be like they're lying. But niggas ain't saying they lying. Niggas is willing to go to jail. And that's the other side of it. Niggas is getting indicted left and right. How many rappers is in jail right now? Yeah. I feel like that was like a coup, though. They were like, we're going to take down all the biggest rappers at one point to prove that we're not fucking around. Mm, I mean, if nigga, it, it probably is. Two things could be true at once, though. So mm-hmm. so if it is, you know, that doesn't take away from the fact that niggas really got shot, niggas really got killed, drugs really got sold, people really got extorted. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Who? Uh, Feed the Family, Shake Honey. Probably by face or something. Anyway, he was teaching me about the Son of Sam law. You know what that is? That shit was crazy that you can't make money off of crimes. Like, if you write a book or something, you were convicted off some shit. Like, you can't make money off of that shit. Nobody enforces that. It's a crazy law, though. Yeah, it's a lot of laws like that. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, you kind of have this air of, like, it's not true because... 
Yeah, this is all props. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> when you see that in the bio. Yeah, motherfuckers be like, this is all yeah. props. They got fucking ghost guns in their videos. <laughs> this is all props. These is not real. You got fucking Draco and it's crazy. The shit that be happening in rap, man, I be blown away, to be honest with you, because a lot of niggas is fucking stupid. And um, I seen a video or like a picture where a nigga stood in a, like a murder scene. Like on some boasting shit, stood in the nigga. Blood. A nigga blood was oh, there, I saw that and shit. then he got yeah. killed days the later. Day it went I viral. Was, yeah, yeah. And I, that shit. That's mind boggling, bro. Like, yeah, that level of shit is just fucking asinine. But you know, how do you make fans? Like, how does one make? How fans? have I made fans? I can't speak to everybody. I can speak to how I've made fans, mm-hmm. but the way I made fans was um. Like conversation with the people that support me, that when I get engagement, um, you know what I'm saying I go back and forth. You know what I'm saying throwing my own events. Um, I mean, telling my actual story and let people feeling like they know what I represented, where I come from. You know what I'm saying like, for example, my bars on I-95 freestyle. That had a lot of people invested in what I was doing at the time, and it was just like I'm on trial. Um, my father dying, you know what I'm saying? I grew up like this, shit was ugly, electricity was off, blah, blah, blah. Um, this going on in the hood, niggas eating syrup, toast, mm-hmm. skipping practice, I, I gunshots waking niggas up, or, um, you know what I'm saying? It's hard for you to know drug dealing is wrong when them the niggas you want to be like, or, you know what I'm saying? Um, when your mom cop off niggas you want to be like. You know what I'm saying? I'm kicking all that in the verse. So it's just like, I'm telling my story, but I'm saying it ain't nothing new. This is a lot of people's story or whatsoever. So a lot of people was reaching out to me like, yo, that verse brought me to tears or yo, that verse was my life, bro. I I, I fuck with you. Keep doing your thing. So that level of transparency and that level of authenticity, it connected. And I do that often. It connect me with a lot of people. Where people are personally be like, yo, a verse I just put out on Rook album, people is in my, yo, bro, that shit motivating me. I, I, so, you know what I'm saying? I just try to interact genuinely and do the shit that I need to do to show me where I'm actually at, right? So, yeah. me and my man was beefing, not beefing, but we was like arguing over some shit because I had a show called Showly and Friends a couple months back. And um, it was me and like, relevant artists from Connecticut and shit like that. And he was just like, yo, you did the show Love Experience before. Like, we packed it. Like, you doing the show like this. Um, He was just like, yo, we could book a bigger artist and make more money. Like, I don't feel like we should be doing this. Like, we already showed that we could do this or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, "Um, I need to prove it to myself that we could fill this room up. You know what I'm saying? Without the help. Yeah. And you can fail or succeed, sink or swim, but you gotta know: can you fill that room up? And without the, w- without yeah. the artist that's fifteen thousand, or I was just making sure that was good. Yeah, you gotta you gotta um, know whether you can fill a shit up without the without the bigger headliner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or um, yeah, you know I'm saying if you if you have an album signing, is people gonna come stand there and get their album signed or their vinyls? Or if you have a pop up shop with the merch, is people gonna be there? You gotta do those types of shits. Yeah. For you to see, and it's a hard pill to swallow, but you gotta do that shit to see if you got fans for it. For real, I don't think people think of their art as a product, like. And that people, when they're a fan of a product, they yeah. want to spend money on that product and support that product, like a brand, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But as you said in the beginning, like we're brands. Yeah. And what we have is like a product. Like if you're not going to make money off of something, if you're not going to have people want to buy tickets or sell, buy your merch, yeah. then you're never going to be able to invest more into yourself. Yeah, but you know, like, a lot of the shit that I be doing is by uh, necessity, out of necessity. You get what I'm saying? So I've been rapping and, um, you know what I'm saying? I had moments that was just like, that's a big moment. And um, I did features and been on tours and this, that, and the other. But I ain't never had that, 
can't just come down and be like, ah, you're in a new situation. So all the shit that I've been ascending, I've had to do out of necessity. But that's what you have to do. You can't yeah. skip steps. It's but that, but like, I say that to say everybody want to skip the steps. Everybody want to go from here to here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's they train the thought. How can I go here? You got to go here, 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 and here. That is the problem with social media in the way that someone will get 100 million views in a week. Like yeah. that dude BLP Kosher. I don't know his story, but I remember he just showed up one day. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No. The Jewish dude with the, like, the dreadlocks that come off from the side that freestyles and shit. No, I don't That's know. hilarious. You've never... Well, put in the name where you're like... You what, he, what, he, what are you rapping about? He's like that South Florida shit. He does have mm. bars. He so a, he's, a, he like, you he, say he's Jewish? Yeah. Uh-huh. With wicks? Mm-hmm. And he's rapping like gangster shit? He's rapping like Jewish shit, like mm. Jewish gangster shit a little bit. He did the on the radar on the six foot, seven foot beat. Oh, wow. And he, he can spit, but I, I'm just saying no one knows his journey to then getting going viral. You know what That's I mean? That's the thing about going viral. People think that it just happened like that. You don't know he what could happened. Have, he could have been rapping point. for 15 years before that. Literally. <laughs> and, and oftentimes that is the case. You get what I'm saying? Oftentimes that's the case. Um, you get somebody who get that moment like uh, Nims, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying he's been like America's sweetheart. Pause. And he all over. Bing bong. Joe Biden. Joe Byron. Yo, man, don't ever disrespect me and all that shit, yeah. right? And motherfuckers don't know he was battle rapping this many years ago and doing this, that, and the other. Like They just get wind of him now and be like, I need a moment like that. Yeah. You need to work for 10 years like that. You need to put, you need to not skip any steps. You need to not skip any steps. Yeah. And that's how you build fans is people see you not skipping steps and they're like, I think this guy's going to get big. So I'm going to attach myself to him in a way of like, I like his stuff. I've been, I've been getting that a lot lately too. And that's what, and that's another thing I, I noticed about, um, when you say how you build a fan. You got to show them progression. You have to show them progression. You know what I'm saying? And I, looked at, I look at it like, um, uh, let's, let's say a football game. Right? You in the crowd. You rooting for a team. Or basketball or whatever. You can root if your team is down, but not if they down 20. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you a Knicks fan and it's the Knicks versus the Grizzlies and you at the Garden... And it's an eight-point game, and somebody from the Knicks slammed that shit. It's like, ah, yeah. You still feel like you could win, and you could you could keep rooting. But if y'all go down 26, you might leave the game. You get what I'm saying? You might leave your beer and all that and just be like, I'm out of here. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So I look at, I look at rap that way, too, where it's like you got people rooting for you. You can't be down 27, though. You get what I'm saying? They're going to yeah. leave the game. So, with the shit that I've been doing, whether it's a, a verse with, you know what I'm saying, a feature with this person, a collab with that person, or me throwing my own show and it's succeeding, me going on, like, when I went on tour with Millie's and shit like that, like, I feel like that shit was a step up and shit that I was doing, and now more than ever, people is, like, out loud, like, yo, you my favorite rapper, and I've been rapping like this. I've been busting niggas' ass, but now people is like, yo, you my favorite rapper. Like, yo, you the next big thing. And I don't know if it's optics or what, but in my mind, it's like, you you make them steps up there to where I'm proud enough to say out loud, I don't like no other rapper more than you. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel amazing. (laughs) It makes me feel amazing. It's not, you don't feel jaded. Nah, hell fucking no. Hell no. But it's just because I love this shit, though. You know, like I love this shit for real. And I had that conversation with bro where we as um, E double had connected us and we was just chopping it up. And he was like, yo, I was running into a wall for this amount of years. And I just kept running into the wall. And one day the wall started moving. And he was like, if I ain't love this shit, I'd have been quit. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you break through that wall and then there's another wall in front of you. You're trying to get to that next level, and you got to keep going. And the only thing, the only thing that keeps me going is the love for this shit. You get what I'm saying? Because in my heart of hearts, 
I'm a hustler and I feel like I can have everything I want another way. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So it ain't necessarily the, I want all this shit, but I want to do it doing this. And that's just my own pursuit of, I want to prove to myself that I'm as good as any of these motherfuckers that ever come through here. Whether, I don't care what era or what, I'm good as anybody that ever come through this shit based on doing this. Mm-hmm. And I want to prove that shit to me. You know what I mean? No matter how long it takes. The, the amount of time it takes matters, but it ain't. <laughs> I, I ain't on. The, I ain't on the clock like that. Like yeah. it ain't like by this age. No, it's, but it's like I think Millie's is a good example of that. He yeah. grinded for a long ass time, and yeah. for before he got where he's at right now. You know, I was at that. We were both at that House of Blues show. Like that show was crazy. Seeing the amount of love he got mm. from that audience. You know, that show was crazy. That shit was crazy. That shit all be inspiring, man. And, um, you performed, right? Hell you performed. Yeah. That shit was crazy. crazy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That show, that that whole tour taught me a lot, man. And um, you know where I'm from, man. Nigga ain't gonna really give it up for you like that. I don't know why. I can't tell you why, but a nigga ain't gonna really give it up for you like that. Like most of the nigga might say is like, yeah, he nice. But they ain't gonna like cheer at the top of their lungs for you. They not gonna holler from the hills. So we going to um, we going to Philly, Denver, D.C., um, L.A., Columbus, whatever. And people is really hanging off my words. People who don't know me, cause I'm I'm an opener on this shit. You know what I'm saying people might know me, but it's a lot of people in the building who don't know me. And I'm watching people go from you know you see an opener come on stage and it's like. And I'm watching them people go from that to like tapping they mm-hmm. man, like, get what I'm saying? Yeah. To the shit is over, yo. You hard, bro. Or walking through, I walk through the crowd after I ain't Hollywood. I walk through and I'm, you feel me? I'm secure. Like, yeah. so I walk through, feel niggas' energy, pause. You hard, bro. Like, I got to tap in with you. Yo, you was spitting that shit up there. And I'm getting that city to city. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I knew I wasn't bugging. Because where you from, it make you feel like you bugging. Right. And it's like, nah, I'm not bugging. They could fuck with this, and I knew they could. But you got to get out there to see that. Well, it's like, I knew your music, but I saw you at the Millie show. Yeah. And then I saw you at the Webby show. And yeah. that's when I became a fan, when I was like, oh, shit. Like, it, he doesn't... It's like the sports thing. hmm If you... You know when you've gone to a con maybe I don't know, but like I've gone to concerts where the person's so fucked up mm-hmm. not even performing the songs. Yeah. It's like I'm a leave. Yeah. And I'm never gonna go to their concert again. Facts. But every time I've seen you perform, I've wanted to see you perform even more. You I know? appreciate that. And that's and that's what the shit been about for me, man, because um I always wanted to improve as a performer. And it was years ago where I felt like I wasn't that good of a performer. Cause um, you know, like the school I'm from, nigga, we we cool. Mm-hmm. We cool, like we them we them niggas. We laid back, we chill. I spit that shit, I wear that shit, but I'm not gonna be up on this stage jumping around and yelling. Like you get what I'm saying? Up, yeah. yeah. So you know that don't translate. As a performer, being that cool, you gotta do something to engage people, you know what I'm saying? And I kind of, even on the run just now, I found my shit a little bit where it was like, the shit I say when the music ain't on is important because I got something to say and I know how to speak, you know what I'm saying? I know how to relate to people and I know how to pull that emotion out of people when I'm talking. So it's like, yo, man, cut that shit off, yo. And I might kick my shit to the crowd and by the time I'm saying what I want to say, they might be angry at somebody who's been fucking them over, you get what I'm saying? Like, man, you got somebody who's been stealing from you, somebody you... And they like, yeah, man, man, put your fucking fingers up. Yeah. yeah and it's like... It's funny. That's what I like about... Because I'm a stand-up, so I, yeah. I like seeing if an artist can, like, talk to a crowd and control them. Not but that's the, that's the wild music. part about it, because when you say you a stand-up, right? That's what all this shit boils down to. Stand-up, singing, dancing, rapping, basketball, boxing... Can you entertain this fucking crowd of people that's here? Can you control? And and it ain't no, it ain't no separation. 
You get what I'm saying? It ain't no separation based on genre or none of that. Like, you got Dave Chappelle, you got Floyd, you got Post, you got B. These are the best entertainers in the world. It don't matter they profession. These are the these motherfuckers could sell the most tickets in the world. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Floyd announced that shit, the building is sold out no matter where it's at. What building it is on the fucking planet, that shit sold out. No matter where B announced, it's sold out. So it don't matter what profession it is, it's can you entertain them people? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm learning that and I'm you know what I'm saying? And I'm excited to learn that. Can you be so good that someone who just worked their nine to five will spend their money that they worked hard on on you. That's the question. And people don't think... I don't think people think about that when they're putting out their product, their, Yo, art, their art. That's people who work for their You listen life. to Windy Day? No. I listen to... I don't listen to Windy Day every day, but I listen to Windy Day and shit, and it was an interview that... It wasn't an interview. It was a podcast with her and somebody else where they was talking about... When you asked me about creating a fan, and she don't say how you per se create a fan but it was just like this is what fans will do and if you don't have people that will do this for you then you don't have fans mm. and she was just naming A, B, C, D, and E and I had to like do I got people that would do that? I got people that think I can rap <laughs> but would they do what she just said and she was naming the levels of fandom where it's like a casual fan a super fan and they just all are different so it's just like a casual fan uh, uh, get you a ticket if it's near them. A super fan will fly out to another city to see you because they think that's going to be your best show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just levels to that shit. And, and, you, and it's a hard pill to swallow, right? Because you're never going to see who those people are if you open it up for... Um, if you open it up for... Uh, what the fuck is boy name? Um, the baby, or if you open it up for little baby, mm-hmm. you're never gonna see if you got a fucking super fan because the super fan is there for them. You get what I'm saying? So you gotta dial the shit back. And she, it was another thing where she was like, "Yo, nobody's never gonna pay you to perform if you paying people to perform." Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Damn!" Like I never thought of that in my mind. I was always like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pay to perform. I'm gonna get up there. I'm gonna rock the crowd." And the person who, the headliner gonna sign me. You know, you're a stupid yeah. little naive motherfucker. Like, yeah, I'm gonna rock that shit. Or, nigga, I'm gonna be lit after this. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. So, you you know, I started, I stopped doing that shit completely. Like, I ain't paying nobody to open. Fuck that. I ain't, I'm not going to clubs or none of that. If you want me there, it's gonna cost you. Or I'm gonna be making money while I'm there. It's hard to realize that you have to be, like, unaccessible in a way. Like, you, people want to just be everywhere out, like... But if people see you out everywhere, they're there, too. Yeah. You know, like... If, 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 if I'm a strip club owner and you, uh, Sam, you come through the strip club and throw money or whatsoever... Why am I, I'm why am I ever gonna pay you to come here? Yeah, I already <laughs> unless you get like a fucking meteoric rise yeah. or some wild shit. Yeah. Why would I pay you to come here? You come here. That's why I fuck with someone like Webby, is because his fans, like when I had him on a podcast, I had hella people become my fan. Yeah. Because his fans are no, so his crazy. His fans is crazy. I've bro. never seen someone who has like fans that love him his, more. He, he the first when I when I played a Webby show in New Haven. Mm-hmm. It was the first time where I was like, put your hands up. And people put their hands up. <laughs> that shit fucked me up. Because you say that shit, you say that shit like, as, you know, you're a rapper. You're supposed to tell people, put your hands up. It's part of your spill. I said, put your hands up, and the whole crowd put their hands up. I was like, like what? <laughs> that shit fucked me up, bro. So, like, I, I was almost thrown off a little bit. But, you know, it's just like, yo, he got a real, real avid group of people that fuck with him hard. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the wild part about that shit is that shit profitable like a motherfucker. People don't speak to that. Like, mm-hmm. And it's a lot of that going on. Like, like uh, E-Double put me on with this kid. Um, damn, now I don't know why I keep drawing blinks. It's a, it's a rapper and he almost like a gospel rapper or whatever, but not quite. Broadway? Nah, um, I want to say he white, and I would, I, as soon as this shit ends, I'm going to remember the kid name, but yeah. 
he's selling out like 13,000, 10,000. And that shit is hella profitable. It's profitable to sell out a thousand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the people who got the arena tours, they not making a lot of money because the show costs so much. You know what I'm saying? The pyro, yeah. jumbotrons, and the, the, the fucking choreo, and the wardrobe changes, security, insurance, and entourages, and all that shit. Them shits ain't as profitable as you think. You get what I'm saying? If you, yeah. I was at Webby's show. That shit, he sold out. Um, what show you was at? I was at the New, the Wild New Hampshire and the Aura. Oh, so you was at both of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Them is big days, indie. Yeah. Back to back, like sold out 1500 and 2500 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Back to back days with the merch, low overhead. Like that's big paper. He's smart because he didn't create. A character that had to be balling out. Facts. But he really is balling. <laughs> Yo, man, he, he really. Right. He does all right. He no. I'm gonna tell. Right. I'm gonna look in the camera. Webby got a fucking fish pond surrounding <laughs> this goddamn house, bro. Like when in in Connecticut. But he doesn't need to. be You know like, how expensive it is to fucking live in Connecticut. Yeah, he does all. He does like very you. Well. You see people who like. Um, they move to like Mo City, Texas, uh-huh. or they get the mansion in you Charlotte. See Rick house? <laughs> yeah, that's but that's Georgia. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, ah, I get it. But he got a fucking fish pond around his house yeah. in Connecticut. Like he, I don't man, he must got a fucking. But he's smart because he doesn't have to like. If you're doing those arena tours, you kind of have to. Yeah. Because if you started doing indie shows everywhere, people would be like, oh, he he's failing. But really, you're making more money. Yeah. But to the people, because you're supposed I, to be like, I'm the richest. I'm that's the that's the that's the posture and shit that come with um, and you know what I'm saying people gotta get away from that, and it might happen, it might not, but you know you starting to get to the real because there's so many people who don't have major label deals. Yeah. That are like succeeding, so the narrative is getting rewritten, but um. You know, like they say, they always say the record label, they, they there to make you look like a star. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do things that make you appear a certain way. And I watched an interview from Wale where he was like, I was doing an arena tour. Excuse me. He was like, I was doing an arena tour and the shit was doing amazing. And I was losing money every night. And it's just like, yo, is it? You don't think about that, yeah. But it's super duper feasible that when you really look into everything that goes into these shows, it's like, all right, I see why you wasn't making no money. It's and becoming more common knowledge that these are like loans. When yeah. someone's gonna give you a lot of money, that's a loan. You but it's people. But it's people who making a lot of money without that, and I can't tell you why, but. They ain't getting put in everybody's face for people to even know they there. I wish I could remember the boy name that I'm telling you about. But it shouldn't be in everybody's face. I don't like Why? someone. Like, Why Russ shouldn't be in everybody's face with what he's doing? He's selling out 80000 80, Why that shouldn't be common knowledge? Because it's not lowest common denominator. What do you mean? For a song... Someone for something to be super successful, it has to be liked by everyone, no matter what. That's bullshit. Not everyone, no matter. <laughs> but like, it no, I'm saying, wh- I'm saying, I'm saying, what you're saying is speaking to my point. Yeah. Because it got to be what digestible by fucking eleven year olds for it to be successful. But like it's easier for them to like it's easier for someone to just listen to something easy. Than to actually have to listen to something. But I'm speaking to journalism, right? You wake up and say, yeah, Drake's show in Houston was amazing. He bought out such and such. It sold out. Beyonce's show was uh, 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 right? Why you don't be like, Russ sold out 80,000 in Indonesia? Why you don't report that in the morning the same way you report Drake's show? Why do you think that is? Because Russ is not attached to a major label, is what I'm saying. But so, but that or 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 is people that don't want it because he pissed a lot of people off on his way up. Mm. Like I remember when he was going at it with the desk and shit like that. Like, so it's probably a lot of people that wanted him to fail. But it's it's not just Russ; it's other people like him. You get what I'm saying? It's a it's after my head. Yeah, it's, it's it's other people that are indie that's succeeding. 
But that's because it costs so much to promote yourself. Yeah. Like, the reason that it's like, all right, well, Russ, he knows he's not going to sign this money and promote crazy because he can sell that out without the promotion. Yeah. People will pay. Like, I was at a major label, like, record. I was in the office, and I was hearing them talking about paying this TikToker to make this video yeah. go, this to go, this to go viral. Mm-hmm. But if a song was really just good, it would go viral on its own. Essentially. But, you know, like, I look at it like, I, for example, I just seen the clip with West Side Gun where he was like, I don't have all the accolades and this, that, and the other. But I got this house on a lake. But he has to show you that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? There's no news outlet that's going to pull up to be like, y'all want to show everybody how successful you are. Yeah. And and they're doing that with major label acts that ain't even really successful. It's just a posture. Like, let me show you how successful this person is. But journalists suck. And I say that knowing who I am in this. But like... There's a reason Westside sat down with me. Yeah. It's because, like, journalism is supposed to, like, get views off of what people did wrong, almost, or what they're doing. Like, it's supposed to cause drama. Yeah. At the end of the day, I just want to have a good conversation, and I hope people, like, all right, when I, I said this before, but when I got in my hockey accident, I couldn't listen to music. Mm Mm-hmm. All I could do was listen to people talk because music was even too stimulating for my brain. So what you had, like a traumatic brain injury yeah. where you couldn't be that mm-hmm. stimulated? You I had just to lay had in to... a dark room for 30 days. Okay. Longer than the... And then I had to... But that, I had to lay in a room for 30 days. And I listened to podcasts that taught me knowledge that led me to finding my passion. Yeah. Because before I felt like I was lost. And I definitely went through ups and downs and... I've gotten in my share of, like, I've fucked up, gotten in trouble. Like, yeah. that's in my past. But that's what I wanted to do is, like, I hope someone listens to this podcast and realizes, oh, shit, I, I can do that, too. You yeah. know, like, Hell I'm not yeah. trying to be like, oh, so what's, what big rapper do you have a song, like, waiting on? That you shit know is so I mean? fucking corny. And, you know what I'm saying? I, I like, even this interview, I like the flow of it. You know what I'm saying? Because we just kicking it. But... Yeah. I hate those interviews where they ask you the same fucking 12 questions over and over who and over most, and over. Who, who your most inspirational Yeah, rappers, who, where like, do you see yourself in five years? What rapper had the biggest impact on you growing yeah. up? Like, shut the fuck up. Man. But that's <laughs> microwave interviews. We're talking about microwave music. Yo, that you want to kick us a freestyle? <laughs> yeah. See, I don't ask, like, if I, <laughs> if I started asking for freestyles, I would be corny immediately. Yeah. I'd be in, this has nothing to do with music. It does, but it doesn't. It doesn't you have know? nothing to do with freestyling. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. that's the microwave interviews. That might get you a lot of views today. Yeah. But in five years, is someone going to go back and watch that interview? Fuck no. Fuck no. I want, some, I want to be able to when, all right, say you... Pop the fuck off. Yeah. And like, which I believe in you. I wouldn't like have you on if I didn't. Yeah. And then people are like, wait, where was he at at that point? And then my podcast pops the fuck off. Yeah. And it's like, look at where they were at this point in time. I enjoy that them. a lot, man. Like, like uh, I'll go back to Narwar interviews and shit. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like unique shit, man. Yeah. You watch a lot of <coughs> interviews. You mentioned like yeah, because I don't watch a lot of TV. Like mm. I I watch a little bit of shit, but like more often than not, I try to go get some game. Um, whether it's a podcast that's meant to give you information, or I feel like it might just be in there. Yeah, like how this person popped off, how they caught traction, or shit like that. Drink champs, I listen to them shits to see like, is it gonna be a jewel in there for me somewhere? Like mm-hmm. we was doing this, we was promoting this way. So, yeah, I watch a lot of shit like that, for sure. But, yeah, man, it's just for me, man, I I just be wanting to, um, like, when you was like, yo, I feel like he going to make that next step. I wouldn't have you up here. Like, I just be wanting to, you know what I'm saying, prove that true to myself and the people like you that fuck with me. But... It's always going to take longer than you want. Because what? They always say you have to enjoy the journey, but it never I, feels I'm, that I'm, way. I'm, you know? I'm recognizing that shit is true, though, man, because... Because um, a lot of people would want to be where you are right yeah, now. Yeah, it's times where I wanted to be where I am right now, and mm-hmm. I always try to remember that, you know what I'm saying? Because um, 
what you call it, you can't go backwards. It, it, it feel bad if you got to go backwards, you know what I'm saying? So when I think about like studios that I used to rap in when I first started rapping, that was $20 an hour, that was my homeboy holding the wall shit yeah. with the fucking mic stand in the closet <laughs> and shit like that, like you can't go back to that based on how you sound now, you know what I'm saying? The, the clubs that you performing in or wherever you performing in, uh, the producers that I'm getting beats from now, the opportunities that I'm getting now, you don't want to move backwards from that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just in you to send me to just keep striving to keep elevating. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit is painful when you got to go back to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? No matter what level you at. Like when you got to downgrade, and you might have to, but when you got to downgrade and you got to downsize and rethink shit, that shit hurt. That shit hurt. Like, I can see why people be, like, faking it when they start falling off because that shit is a motherfucker to have to go back to, you know what I mean? But if anything knocks you off your path, you're not going to make it. Like, yeah. like, if anything, like, I remember hearing a comedian friend of mine had a baby and another friend was like, damn, is he going to, like, stop doing comedy now that he has a baby? And it's like, if he if does, he does it's over, it. yeah. That's not, that's not meant for him. He wasn't meant to do that. I, yo, it's man, I have, I have so many, you know what I'm saying? Like, my path is, like, crazy. And um, when, I heard, when I heard Nip talking about his path, I was like, ah, I'm not crazy, right? Because in the streets, I was doing everything I wanted to do. And everybody in this city who's in my age bracket know that. It ain't, it's public record. Like, I was doing everything I wanted for years. For years and years. Like, everything I wanted, every item of clothing I wanted, jewelry, vacations. I was doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do for years in a row. You get what I'm saying? And, like, when you start taking rap seriously... When I started taking rap seriously, I had to like dial back on that shit. And it's times where you try to like toe the line yeah. and you'll go to jail. In the middle of you having momentum. I went to jail in the middle of me having momentum. You get what I'm saying? And you just got to come home and start over. And then I caught a case a couple of years back in the middle of me having momentum and I spanked. You know what I'm saying? Luckily or whatsoever. But it's just like, yo, I got to, you feel me? And your, your ego kind of be in the way of that shit a little bit because um, the first point of that is when you having your way and you stop, there's people that can't wait to be like, he fell off. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a bruise to your ego yeah. where it's just like, nah, I can't do that. Nah, I can't go to Miami this week. Nah, I can't, I can't go to All-Star with y'all niggas. Nah, I can't go to uh, CIAA. Y'all going to the Gucci store? Like, damn. You get what I'm saying? That's a bruise to your ego, but you building this shit up the same way you built up selling crack or selling dope. You didn't just get booming the first day you started selling dope. You had to build your clientele up or whatever. You devoted yourself to it. You gave it the time and your energy and your strategy. You went through the bumps and bruises. So you got to give that same energy to this shit. Yeah. And you got to, you know what I'm saying? You... It ain't enough hours in a day for you to give both them shits your undivided. You know what I'm saying? So uh, there's some motherfuckers who seem to have figured it out, but I couldn't figure out that balance. So I was just like, I'm going to do this over here and I'm going to sell merch. Even when I started selling merch, um, my brother was like, nigga, that shit ain't going to work. Ain't nobody going to wear no show love shit. And I'm like, why you say that? He like, man, niggas ain't wearing that. You bugging. And I'm like, nah, you bugging, bro. Like, you trying to do the same shit over and over again. And and the same shit you were talking about, how you prove you got a fan. That's part of it in my my world. So I'm like, I'm going to make the show. I don't want to make a show leave shirt. Yeah. I'm going to make a show love shirt and see if they fuck with me enough to wear something attached to me. And that shit caught on. Like, off top. Like, I might have made, like, 60 shirts and I sold them shits, like, in a day. Where I was like, yo, you make good money doing this or whatever. And I told him, like, yo, I told you. Yeah. And it, and it was like, how many times do you think people going to do that? Like, that's novelty. It's the, it's the same as selling a fucking bag of weed. Like, you're not yeah, but it. but it was just mindset of yeah. shit that wasn't really being done like that. You know what I'm saying? So you'll, I, you'll buy 
fucking five hundred dollars, put that on a QP, hoping you're gonna make your money. Yeah, back. but that was put that in a mer- like, That a was just me. Thing? That was just me saying, yo, I'm stacking my yeah. chips over here. I'm betting on this. I'm betting on rap. I'm betting on merch. I'm betting on having fans. Well, do you want to follow your passion or do you want to make money? Like, yeah, but if you if you could follow your passion and make money out of it, to me, that's the holy grail. If you follow your passion, you will make money. Yeah, but it's gonna and be that, a and, and, But you know what I'm saying? Like I like I said, it wasn't easy. And along the way, it was people who was making music with me and people who had motion around me. And you know, when the money might have slowed up. Like you said about uh, bro with the comedy and having a baby, it was people that money slowed up and they was like, nah, nah, I gotta get this money. And it was just like, you ain't got to figure it out. Yeah. It, it's shit that I did where I ain't have no, like, no real paper. You know what I'm saying? And it's times where I fucking damn near went viral in those moments where it was just like, it wasn't about what I had on. It wasn't about the jewelry or none of that shit. It was, a, it was about me talking that shit. You get what I'm saying? And that shit has happened to me a number of times. And it's times where I had all the money in the world and no relevance as a rapper. You get what I'm saying? So I think a lot of people just be absorbed in shit that don't necessarily matter. Like, if you a real nigga, you a real nigga. If people are going to like you, they're going to like you no matter what you got on. Yeah, I mean, it matters what you got on. I don't want to give niggas the wrong message. It does matter. But at the same token... If you a real nigga with ten thousand, you a real nigga with seventeen hundred. Yeah, you you the same person. If you got that energy that you that, and you got that energy that you one of them niggas, people could. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like people could pick up on that. And you know I'm saying it was times where I was fucked up and I done shook the room with everybody in that motherfucker. You get what I'm saying? You almost was, do your best when you're at your worst. Maybe yo, maybe. because if you're more hungry. I mean, I, I I speak to both of the sides though because it's like it's times where your confidence come through. Like when you got when you got a pocket full, mm. it's a different type of confidence. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying, and your confidence that shit does translate. You get what I'm saying? But it was one time where it was um, Fred the Godson, rest in peace, rest Benny, in peace. Um, Benny the Butcher was there, Thirty Eight Specials there, a couple of other niggas that was from Springfield and so on and so forth. And it was like one of them smoking rap type shits where everybody had vending tables with weed, niggas was selling their merch, and everybody was rapping over the same beat. And I was fucked up, bro. I was fucked up and I was dolo, but it was just like, nigga, this is my city. You know what I'm saying? So I went through there, I cooked that shit. Like, I shook the building. And... Like I don't know if you know Thousand Words or anybody oh, like that. Uh, Ask Thousand I Words about with him like two days ago. <laughs> Ask him about that day. That's the day he found out who I was. I shook that really? shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Thirty eight special. Benny had already knew me. Thirty eight special. Found out who I was that day. You know what I'm saying like, and niggas was like, man, this nigga, ew. Mm-hmm. And I had the crowd going crazy off bar work. You get what I'm saying? And that shit ain't have nothing to do with no money. But it was just moments like that. That was just like, man. Keep going, no matter what. Keep going, no matter what your hand called for. Don't stop doing this. But it had everything to do with the years you had under your belt and the work that you put into it. Facts. Because if you had just started, you wouldn't have been that good. You had to be. No, you had like that, you, no one get no one picks up a guitar as Jimi Hendrix. You know no, what I mean? No. Like you gotta practice. You, you have to. to. You have to. People don't realize I don't... That's the shit that blow me away about this era, though, because it's like anything that come with effort is, like, corny. You they to, look at it as corny. Well, you have to publicly act like you're not giving a fuck and then privately put your all in. Yeah, it. that's what it seems like. Like, it's like you'll hear future music thinking he's popping all these pills, not doing shit, and then you hear stories about future being in the studio for 27 hours straight. Like, maybe he is doing those drugs, but he's still working. Working like his ass off. he's still in that studio nonstop for those days. Hell like, yeah. That's the, that's the real recipe, though. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, the era that we in, everything moves forward. You can't go back. It just is what it is. But it was an era in rap where it was a lot of money in this shit. Like, big money from labels and everybody had big budgets and shit like that and you could hear the difference in the music because you could tell that people was like living in the studio mm-hmm. today a nigga might make 15 songs pick 13 and put an album out you get what i'm saying yeah. where whereas in 2001 a nigga was making 150 songs and picking 11 yeah 
Yeah, I'm saying. I was at the JID album listening party for his last album, and they said he made over a thousand songs for that album. I believe it. But I was like, honestly, I love his music, but he didn't release music for four years. I was like, you probably would have popped off even more if you released those thousand songs. Yeah, I mean, it's the you know, it's, it's the it's the balance in between <laughs> Do the you shit. Sit on hella music. Not really, man. I just don't make music as much as I want to. I create all the time. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm always putting some shit together in my head. I'm always thinking of raps on the fly and shit like that. But I don't be in the studio as much as I want to be. And I, I need to be in the studio more. Because, like, as this shit get going and you start getting bookings and you moving around, this, that, and the other, like, it'd be harder and harder to find time to get in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's why you do need, like, it, that's what sucks is when you reach a point where you're like, damn, I do need other people to build this as a business yeah. to keep this going. But, like, like you know what I'm saying? Do. My niggas around me, like, they see it. Like, I, when we went on a tour, I bought them with me. You know what I'm saying? It's good to and, have a team. And um, they just seen the way it was materializing. I ain't have to kick it to them. They seen the crowd giving me the love. They seen the merch selling a little bit, so it activated them. Where it's like, I right, bro, can't do this shit by itself. Yeah. Yeah, you know I'm saying? So it's ill in that way. You got to bring your people with you. Or you got to bring the best people with you. I want to shout out my team. Shamil, Brianna, Al, Ed, Frankie, Thatcher. <laughs> so many people helped me with this shit. Gangster, and and if I forget people, I'm sorry. I'm stoned as hell. Yeah, be but like that. Like, I have hella people. Like... I might pull up solo, yeah. record like this, but I wouldn't be able to do what I do without the people that I have behind me, Facts, you know? That's a, that's a lot of this shit, man. It's team. It's team. What they no, say, no biz, there's no one-person business. They say, right? if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, bring others. That's an age-old adage. I fucked you know with that. Mean? Yeah. Thank you for doing this. This was dope as fuck, appreciate you, man. This was dope as fuck. I'm looking forward to, you know, how it come out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what you got coming. Because other than, we don't, I don't even really talk about music on this. You yeah. know what I mean? But mm -hmm. I do love your music. So appreciate I Appreciate that, wait. bro. Thank you, man. For of real. Of course. Where can people find your shit? Um, you can find me at Sholy on any digital streaming platform. S-H-O-W-L-Y. Show Love 1, Show Love 2. Dope Sample. Um, billions. I got a bunch of singles out, um, Ice Cream Remix with Lady London, Make America Rap Again with Sue Surf. I got um, I got Ghost with Chris Webby, you know what I'm saying? So and you got a track on. coming out with a couple that's dope as hell. I don't want to draw, you know, I don't want to say who, but I heard it. Yeah. It's with three amazing rappers. And I got, and you killed and I got busy on there. You got busy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Busy thank on there, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. If I you don't. can like and subscribe, <sighs> we got new episodes coming all the time. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,